The reviews are in, and we're going to tell you what they are. He's Todd Vandenberg. I'm Rob Steele, and we're going to start this week with WandaVision, which uh, finally has a distinct episode count, because when it first came out, I heard it's going to be an eight-episode series. Eight episodes. It's only going to be eight episodes. There's nine. Uh, that kind of became official this week that, ooh, there's going to be nine episodes. Yay, because this is kind of fun, and I don't want them to wrap it up too quickly. True, true. Uh, there was, what, episode, was it seven that came out yesterday? It was. Um, I, yeah, okay. Or recently. Depends on when you're listening. Yes. Um, we found some weird stuff in this episode because now we've got some of the people from the outside. They're back on the inside. And we've got a new superhero that some people know and some people have forgotten about. And I'll admit I had forgotten about until this series started anyway. Uh, where do you want to start with this? Because I've also got the most bizarre <laughs> Easter egg of all time. Well, to throw into this, I, I think we'll, we'll we can start with the fact that I think this is a fantastic addition to the MCU. This is one of the oh, best one of the best things Marvel has done. I mean, I am including Endgame. Not saying it's better than Endgame, but this is so much better than what I expected. I thought it was going to be good because why wouldn't you expect Marvel would produce something good? But this ranks up there with their best movies to me. I mean, this has been so well plotted, acted. I mean, seriously, seriously, Elizabeth Olsen has knocked it out of the park in some of these episodes. I mean, she's doing some incredible work. This is not the kind of stuff you'd expect in a, quote, comic book movie. I was expecting this to be absolutely horrible. Because <laughs> I, I, I looked at the premise and went, really? But it has turned out so much better than I'd expected. Yeah, this is this is easily one of the best things on television. And we're not just talking about our little bailiwick because we usually talk about superhero and fantasy movies and stuff. This is just awesome work. Um, I do want to mention that a lot of people were expecting because they talked about the engineer because <clears throat> Monica Rambo needed an engineer to help out. And a lot of people were going, oh, my God. Oh my God! It's going to be Reed Richards. Oh, it's, it's going to be, be it's going to be John Krasinski. Oh my God! This is awesome. It's like, and they're disappointed when it wasn't. But do you really think the engineer would show up? Did would an engineer be a major in the army? Probably uh, not. I mean, the top it, it engineer. We're talking be, about the no, top engineer. This. this is not the engineer. I don't think it's going to be John Krasinski. But this isn't the engineer. Clearly, this is someone that Monica Rambeau had worked with a lot. They had a close relationship you could tell she said well do you you know do we get your specs and she said did we get your specs not did i match your specs did i meet your expectations at no point does she say look what i did which the engineer probably would say so that wasn't the engineer so calm down does that mean we're going to see the engineer eventually maybe not does it mean it's going to be Reed Richards? Probably not. But all these people going ballistic over, oh, my God, I wanted it. It's like, it doesn't matter what you wanted to begin with because it's not your story. If it's your story, write it. Right. So, you know, the disappointment, uh, you know, it's, this wasn't like a major plot point. It's like not like they made Wanda turn out to be, uh, I don't know, Lucy Ricardo or something. That would be a weird thing. So actually, I think they did that a few episodes before. But, you know, <laughs> yeah, in the very first one. So, but at least, you know, she was just playing that role. So people are 
get kind of weird with their expectations of how things are going to work when they don't play out exactly the way. It's like in the first place, that wasn't the person that you thought it was going to be anyway. And in the second place, it's their story. And if you could write a better one, you should have been writing because I'd be damn sure you wouldn't be able to because this has been fantastic so far. But I will... When we talk about episode seven in depth, I will talk a little bit more about something that to me mm, was kind of underwhelming. Uh oh. Oh, we're already here. Let's go ahead and do it. What, what, what was underwhelming? Oh, I know uh, it wasn't this Easter egg that I'm going to get to in a minute. No, no, no. The big reveal that Agnes, oh, the, Agatha, big re- the big reveal that we already knew about from IMDb. If you look up who yeah. everybody is playing and someone is listed as Agatha Harkness. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That wasn't exactly. It's a, so for people who aren't like in depth in the universe, it's like, OK, maybe it was a big reveal. But that was so it didn't have the the big twist that every other episode has had so far. I mean, I'm not saying that was a bad move or anything. It was just the song was wonderful. <laughs> yes, it, it was. Y'all should have done a better job of protecting what was going on in the series if you wanted this to be a big gut punch reveal like almost everything else has been so it didn't have quite the wallop that episode six and five and four and three and two and one all had i mean i like the way it went so my complaint isn't that oh it's agatha harkness it's the fact that you let that get out that it was agatha harkness all along not in the series but in the real world where we're all watching this assuming this is a real world and wanda's not controlling us or someone's controlling Wanda to make it feel We're like the Matrix, controlling us. Anyway. We'll find out. But, yeah, so, you know. But the way it was done, I thought was excellent. Yeah. Now, I'm going to get to this Easter egg because it kind of introduces some characters that we have not seen in the MCU yet. And I normally would have heard this and blown it off. But I looked into it a bit, and it can't. It it's so weird that it cannot be a coincidence. It 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 could have been, but it's just weird enough because there was a thing in this episode where that we were shown a series of clocks, where the uh, the the clock changed a few times. But yep. did you notice that the time changed? Yes, I did. Okay, now did you notice? what what the uh what the hands on the clock were doing what they spelled out kind of i did pay attention to what the numbers what the times were now ah you see that that's the thing it's not even about the times it's the position of the hands because someone who has entirely too much time on their hands (laughs) i i'd like to be making that a pun but it, it no, I, I mean, they have too much time to have figured this out. But someone had to have written this in in the first damn place. Mm-hmm. If you take the hands where they are and translate this, all these clocks into semaphore. <laughs> oh, my God. The, the, the people who use in Navy who put their flags in different positions to spell things. The clock spelled out X-Men. Oh, my gosh. That's hilarious. That is a very, very deep Easter egg. That is deep. (laughs) 
and quite honestly, I, I don't think this was discovered by someone out in the wild. I think Marvel released this themselves because someone was really proud of the fact that they figured out what yeah. X-Men was in Semaphore and snuck it into the clocks. As they should be. And kind of went, hey, look what I did. <laughs> that's pretty slick. That's just that's just, a deep Easter egg. I just came across another Easter egg, which is pretty funny when they were showing all the Wanda titles initially when it looked like it was just going to be the Wanda show and then oh it's actually WandaVision that the license plate they showed just just said Wanda had a yes. number at the top 122822 which 122822 happens to be Stanley's birthday <laughs> so hey these guys, these guys are working and gals are working overtime on putting in little tiny Easter eggs all throughout the thing, which again is just one of the other amazingly fun things. Happy Lent, that, everyone! But just to throw that out, um, I, I'm not giving up Wandavision. I'm not either. Uh, although a lot of people have also speculated that Doctor Strange is going to show up at some point during this. Mm-hmm. I don't think he is. Um, that would make a lot more sense than Reed Richards. It would, but just as just as a toss off. Oh, he's the engineer. It's like Marvel is littered with scientists. And to put Reed Richards in WandaVision, you know, in, in a very minor role. It it's Tony Stark. Whole, doesn't make a whole lot of sense. Wanda brought him back, too. <laughs> Might as well. I hope so, I'm kidding. Anyway, the Doctor the Strange doc- makes a hell of a lot more sense. Well, Wanda is supposed to be in Doctor Strange 2 and the Multiverse of Madness, and they did have an announcement for that this week, mm-hmm. which I liked. The uh, The soundtrack is going to be done by Danny Elfman. <laughs> my, my daughter and I were talking about that yesterday on her birthday. Happy birthday a couple of days later. Um, just how do you feel about that? I think I know how you feel about that. But tell well, Danny Elfman? I love audience. Danny Elfman. Yeah, exactly. I think that's... Uh, that says a lot about what kind of a movie this is going to be that they want Danny Elfman to it's do this for. It's going to be score. creepy and messed up is what it's going to be because, exactly. you know, Danny so, Elfman. Danny Elfman. Exactly right. Exactly I, right. I do want to throw this out, though. If at any point in the MCU movies they bring in the character of Arcade, <laughs> who I, I've always liked Arcade. He's kind of a – if you if you're not familiar with the character, he's this kind of a, I guess, rich playboy – but he's an assassin who has his own amusement park where he kills people. It's it's creepy, it's freaky, and if he's going to be in the MCU, I want Danny Elfman to play him. Because Danny Elfman looks like him anyway. I, I, I would just love to see that. I think that would be excellent. And I hope Danny's up uh, up for it. Please? <laughs> that would please? be pretty, pretty interesting. But let's see. Other... Other casting news coming out of Disney, and I thought this was interesting. After all the crap, yes, I'm switching to The Mandalorian, with Gina Carano getting kicked off The Mandalorian. There is now a petition going around to have uh, her role, I've forgotten the character, what is it, Cara Dune? Is that right? That's correct. Have that character recast and have Lucy Lawless play it. And I thought, you know what? I've seen that. That's kind of cool. Um, my, my, have, thought, my thought is, why are you going to recast a character? 
Who cares? Don't recast the character. Just, oh, she's well, off someplace else and have another that, character. That's, that's the good news. Disney has announced they're not going to. Yeah, why would They're you? not recasting Cara Dune. Uh, they're actually, it's, I'm going to make it even worse uh, for Gina Carano anyway. There was going to be a Cara Dune spinoff series that was going to be announced in December when they announced all the other stuff. Right. And, well, thanks to someone posting all these transphobic, anti-mask, anti-vaccination, uh, pro-insurrection, all this all her other crap that she posted, mm-hmm. uh, Disney went, yeah, you know what? You kind of screwed that up to the point. And I thought this was interesting that the Cara Dune action figures have been canceled. Right. Like, oh, oh, pretty bad when, pretty bad when you've gone so far. Hasbro doesn't even want to deal with you. Um, yeah. yeah. All of her other crap. And, and they put up with all the other crap she put up. But when she came out and said like, well, your conservatives are being treated like Jews in Nazi Germany. That was kind of the last straw. And the camel said no. Yeah. So, you know, it isn't cancel culture. It's accountability. And if you're going to compare the fact that you're representing a corporation, whether you like it or not, we all do. We all represent who we work for. Um, just some of us have larger platforms, Gina, than others. So you have a certain responsibility not to say incredibly insensitive, stupid shit. So when you say that you're being held accountable for your opinions and that makes you equivalent to a Jew in Nazi Germany, last I checked, you're not in a concentration camp and your family hasn't been carted off and gassed to death. That was the comparison you're making, whether you know it or not. So... You know, uh, unbelievably, unbelievably. Tune in to the next Nikki X happy hour. No. um, Yeah. You know, it's I'm like, sure we'll be talking about that on that show. Bye bye. Anyway, other Disney news. Uh, they released a trailer for the Cruella DeVille. Uh, what is it? A pre. It's not a prequel. Is it a prequel? Looks like a prequel. Pre movie origin story. To me, it looked an awful lot like if Disney had made the Joker film. <laughs> because honestly it i mean it looks the quality is is nice it looks fine but it doesn't look fun or entertaining it looks like you're going to walk out of it the same way you would walk out of the joker which was that was interesting i'm not sure i quite needed it yeah i mean of course they're they're they they're looking to expand their the villain story like they did with maleficent is like kind of a big difference is maleficent is the horrible thing she did, she didn't go and skin dogs to make a coat. So I don't really see that this is going to be a sympathetic character that people are going to want to follow. Just like you said, from the trailer, it looks like it's probably a very well done movie. But there's this kind of a central flaw there. Like, I don't know that people that it doesn't fit the Disney mold. You know, I mean, it's like, yes, we have watched movies about Hannibal Lecter, not a likable person, obviously, right? It's like, I, I get that. But does that really the kind of movie that Disney would be making? Does that fit their core audience? Doesn't really seem to. Seems like they kind of missed the mark on this one. I mean, Cruella was, I mean, she's, uh, when they do the polls of the worst movie villains ever, she's in the top five. Yeah. Uh, pretty much consistently on all these polls because she's an evil person. 
yeah. Who wants Moose? to skin dogs to make a coat? And you, you, that, that, that's as dark as Disney needs to get. And this looks like it went farther. Yeah, I would be this. If, if anything, this seems like this would be on Hulu, which is where they're going to put, put the their stuff. put the dark stuff. So, yeah, uh, it just seems like a the concept is just like wrong. Well, not for Disney. Could be a, could be a great another movie. trailer, which I I thought was also like it was better for what it was, but it, it's not Disney, and that's the Mortal Kombat trailer that exactly came out. Disney might as well make a Mortal Kombat movie. Yeah, you know, it, it's the same kind of thing. It's like that doesn't work for your <clears> brand. <throat> Having said that, Mortal Kombat movie, it looks pretty good. Looks damn good. Um, a lot better than the first one, which Alan, I, I got to admit, the original Mortal Kombat. The first, not the second one. Yeah. The first one looked excellent for its time. I really like the first one. The first, first one, one is was fun. first one is entertaining. It's, I, the acting is overall pretty damn good, and some of the actors are excellent. Uh, not Sonya Blade, but that was one of the no. few things they got right in the second one. <clears throat> but uh, yeah, but this one looks really, really good. This it one looks look, like. I mean, it, we'll it's find going, out. It, the, the, the trailer is rated R. Yes. <laughs> uh, because it's it's Mortal Kombat. There's going to be a lot of blood involved because there was in the games. And I will say that I think that the games have gotten a bit too bloody and a bit too graphic for my taste. A, I haven't played the games in a long time. But I mean, they started I, I off pretty, pretty gory. Yeah. So it, ex- expect blood. Um, not everyone's going to live through this movie. Hint, hint. Yeah, really. I don't think everyone lived through the trailer. So, no, they didn't. One one thing I really like from the trailer is that even from the trailer, it's obvious that we've all seen movies as like, oh, we're going to make this as gory and graphic as possible. Eli Roth, hint, hint. Um, but there's no story there. There's nothing worth following. Just from the trailer, I can you can tell there's some interesting plot lines going on. So when a trailer is emphasizing that over the violence, I'm really impressed. Now, maybe the, all the plot there is is in the trailer, which won't be too good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I, I appreciate that. Tra- yeah, that they are making, making a movie. They're not just making, oh, let's make a movie full of blood and gore, and that's going to be enough. It's like, they're making it bloody and, and gory and graphic because it fits the source material. And I forgot but, to write this down. It's coming out in April. I believe that's correct. So, yeah. So um, good stuff as opposed coming. to as opposed to this next movie, which which I, I, I I'm really looking forward to this because it looks interesting. And it was supposed to come out last year. Damn you, COVID. Uh, Ghostbusters <laughs> Afterlife. Uh, there yes. was news this week. Actually, a couple things. The good news is it's got a rating. It is PG-13, so whatever that means for it. Um, the bad news is it's still not coming out until November 11th. And this Weird. was supposed to be out May of last year. Um, but there's two weird things about saying it's coming out November 11th. One is that a lot of places are still listing it as coming out February 12th. Which is last week, and it's not here. So catch up. Um, the other thing is November 11th. That is one week after Marvel's Eternals film comes out. 
that's not a good time to release a movie. No. So I'm kind of worried that it's not going to do as good as I think it has the potential of doing. That does make it you looks wonder. Like a really good, fun movie. It does make you wonder, it's like, why did they move it to that slot? Unless maybe they didn't somehow realize that was happening. Because uh, I figured I, it out. I, I have another reason that Marvel's Eternals should be really, really big, and we'll, we'll get to that. Okay. Um, what's the other news that I I don't entirely understand this? I kind of do, but I kind of don't. Moving over to TV for a minute, I think we all know that CBS really loves NCIS. <laughs> Apparently they do. So... NCIS, which is in D.C., and then there's NCIS Los Angeles, NCIS New Orleans. Well, here comes another one. NCIS Hawaii, because Hawaii Five O and Magnum just aren't enough for the uh, series of islands. Do we need an NCIS Hawaii? I mean, I know that's going to make the money. It's going to be popular for the first at least two seasons until everyone goes, I've had enough. I have an unpopular opinion i'm sure but uh one ncis is more than enough for me so <laughs> i mean i i, I kind of like ncis and its spinoffs aren't they're not horrible yeah but yeah there there's a lot of it but that's not the only show they're spinning off and i want to ask you if i'm getting this correct they have a show called fbi okay mm-hmm. fine and that means they get to wander around the country and do FBI stuff. They're making a spinoff called FBI International. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but isn't that the CIA? They may have an, a, a unit which cooperates with organizations like Interpol or something. So uh, I would give them, and I don't know enough about it. So I'd say, okay, fine. Maybe they're, maybe they're liaisons with Interpol or something, but still... Yeah, why wouldn't you make it the CIA or or Interpol or whatever? But it's because FBI is apparently successful, so they got to stick with the brand and piggyback on that. I mean, I and, guess they can... and, and I'll also say I care not a whit about it because I'm not seeing FBI, and I'm not going to because there's plenty of plenty of good things to watch. There, there's there's far too much good things to watch to waste time on a rehash of a show that was out in the 60s is like, yeah, I don't care. Called the FBI. So, yeah. yeah. Well, FBI International. Now they could wander everywhere, all over the planet, including Nomadland. <laughs> that, that, that's a segue. So clever. Yes, Thanks. I did watch Nomadland, and I'm glad that it's finally available. It's out on Hulu. And this is one of the top Oscar-nominated films that are out there by by reputation. The film itself and Best Actress for Frances McDormand. And I can say the reputation in both cases are definitely worth it. This movie is great. It is uh, simply about a woman who loses her home. She lives in Empire out west. And there used to be a gypsum mine there. And they were making drywall products and production slowed down and eventually the plant closed and it was one of these little towns where basically it's a one company town and once the plant closes that's it the town just kind of dies dries up and her lost her husband as well so then she loses her home that's kind of what happens when 
uh, your income disappears. So she has a van and just takes to the road, hence Nomad Land. Uh, one of the many interesting things about this is this is based on a nonfiction book called No Man Land, which is about people who have lost their homes and they just take to life on the road. They live in vans or RVs and they just travel around the country from seasonal job to seasonal job. One of the first things she takes is she's working for Amazon at a giant warehouse, but it's only a seasonal gig because it's the Thanksgiving holiday Christmas sales thing and then once that's over that's it job's gone then she moves on to the next place um a lot of really odd background stuff about this is she actually francis mcdormand actually went and worked in these jobs each of these jobs that's shown she actually worked in these jobs for a month or two every single one of them so she would get the feel of how it would be she lived in a van off and on, she she actually came out with a quote saying, "Is like she she realized that it was actually easier to pretend to be bone tired and worn out than to actually be bone tired and worn out when you have to film a movie." So Ooh, she no. did she did take some time off and and you know lived the life of a person who is not just working themselves to death to stay alive. Although she did do that for quite a bit. And almost everybody in this film, other than her, almost everybody in this film, are people living that life. They are the people who actually just travel around the country. They get a seasonal gig. That one dries up. They go someplace else. They're harvesting sugar beets up in Idaho. I mean, just going around and around and around. Uh, especially considering that, the acting is... Absolutely terrific throughout. Uh, David Straithern, Straithern, I can never say his name correctly. He, as far as I know, he's the only other professional actor in this film. Everybody else, everybody else is just someone living that life, basically playing themselves, and they're they're terrific. Uh, it's it's one of these. That's a bit of a slow pace, but it, it's just a amazing awesome character study of just life day by day life uh just shows this the impact that our not our modern society has on so many people uh and it does have this wonderful personal journey one of the things another one of the things i should say i really like about this film chloe zhao is the director Guess who's directing Marvel's Eternals? Oh, Chloe Zhao. So the fact that she can turn out a movie like this, I mean, this is just such a deep, amazing, wonderful film. And oh, by the way, I'm going to direct the, you know, another big Marvel flick coming out. I, I was looking forward to the Eternals anyway, just because, okay, this will be cool. And I'm not really that familiar with the characters, but I wasn't that familiar with the characters of Guardians of the Galaxy either just kind of a cursory thing. So yeah, I'm, I'm long past the point of thinking, Oh, I don't know if this is going to work for Marvel. Of course it will. But back to nomad land again, it's on Hulu now. Excellent. Excellent movie. Francis McDormand is just like off the chain. Crazy good as she always is, but it's totally 
her movie, except for the fact that it also belongs to every one of these other people who are, I mean, there's some, some there's plenty of extras, but these are supporting characters. And some of these performances are just uh, probably because they're not performing. They're just being themselves and telling their story. So it's just a wonderful, absolutely amazing movie. Uh, not the kind of flick we usually talk about, but man, it is a great movie. Absolutely one of the best movies of 2020, even though it's just getting out to most people now where you can actually see it. So if you are able to go see it at a theater and you can do so safely, yeah, do that. Otherwise, subscribe to Hulu because it's definitely worth it. Hulu is cheap. Take it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <clears throat> yeah, I went somewhere a bit different than Nomadland. I'm, I'm, I'm still stuck in the martial arts film <laughs> thing. Which is a good thing. Good place to be. Now, if you listen to the show last week, you know that my... The media server I use in my house to stream movies throughout my house, not to other people, um, it died. I fixed it this week and I reloaded everything and I noticed two films that I remember getting and I put them on the server and I forgot they existed. <laughs> I never got around to watching them and I went, you know what? I remember there they are. I am going to watch those this week. And I'm not sure why I did, because you remember our subtitle this week and for all the weeks, uh, that's that's the thing for the show is we watch movies so you don't have to. Mm. And I hate to do this to these movies because they're Bruce Lee films. Ah, kind of. I'm talking about Game of Death. Yeah. I had a feeling that one was coming. <clears throat> Which, if you don't know, it was filmed in 73, but didn't come out till 78, because this is the film Bruce Lee died during. And uh, you can look up how that happened. I think it would have been Early. great if, if maybe they paid a little bit more attention to the production if you're going to bother to finish it. And I I'm just going to come right out and say this. If you're going to watch Game of Death, jump to about an hour 20 into the film, because this is when Bruce himself first really actually shows up in the film. Right. Um, there's a stunt double, kind of, and a lot of stock footage and an absolutely horrible voiceover. And there's, I, I swear, I laughed my ass off at this. There is one scene at the beginning where they had what looked like a mannequin with a picture of Bruce's face taped to it. I because believe it's 1973 Photoshop didn't exist. I believe that's what they did. I I mean, it, it's it's it, the the quality change is just hysterical. Guy, guy wears sunglasses a lot too. <laughs> oh, well that's the stunt double who whose hair doesn't match. I'll get to that. Jeez. Yeah. Anyway, Bruce kind of uh, he plays a character named Hi, Tien, or in the English version, Billy Lowe, <laughs> because those names go together. Uh, anyway, he's actually, Billy Lowe actually is Bruce Lee, which is weird. The, the film starts with Billy filming the end of The Way of the Dragon, kind of. What it really does is it shows the end of The of Way of the Dragon, the fight with uh, Chuck Norris, but every so often cuts to scenes of a cameraman trying to film it, because that looks realistic 
Uh, somehow Chuck Norris got into the credits for this movie just from this scene, but because this is the film Bruce died in and Chuck didn't like the idea, Chuck sued them for putting him in the credits. Weird. So, As he should, because, yeah. Oh, yeah. Anyway, Billy Lowe and his girlfriend, Ann Morris, who is played by Colleen Camp, and I will might talk about her in a minute, uh, they're being hounded by a crime syndicate who wants to take control of their lives or their finances or something it's not entirely clear anyway they both say no and billy fakes his death in san francisco to get away from him from them therefore the rest of the film takes place in china and i say that with a question mark because if it's in china there's a lot of australian flags around for china (laughs) just just saying it's something i noticed and i understand this film had a lot of issues uh like i said this is the one where he was uh, this is the one where he was killed. Therefore, that you get that uh, you should just go to that hour twenty mark and go to the video game kind of ish ending for the film because there's a there's a house to go get to the bad guy. Well, I'm not sure if it's a house. It's a it's a building, and the first level Bruce has to fight. Uh, a series of grunts so he fights this the grunt in level one then he goes up the stairs to level two where there's another grunt and there's more stairs and level three has kareem abdul jabbar for some reason sure why not level four there's a minor boss guy but this was an unfinished scene and this this actually gets me to the big part that i had issues of with this film because if you're going to remake the film after your star has died and you're going to use a stunt double May I recommend using a stunt double that at least has the same freaking haircut? Because this stunt double does not look... I look more like Bruce Lee, and I'm fat. <laughs> I mean, it, it doesn't work. Uh, it'd be pretty easy to give the guy a haircut, too. Which is, I, I'm, I'm just shows saying... You the lack of attention. You know, uh, now, I, I will give them credit for this. Bruce... Well, I'm sorry, Billy Lowe, because it wasn't Bruce, because Bruce was gone, is in disguise for most of this movie. Because he's he's on the run, so he doesn't want to be recognized. And I will say this, most movies that have a spy-like character who goes disguised, goes disguised as himself. Yes, I'm looking at you, Mr. Bond. <laughs> Regardless, the, the fight scenes are not that bad, but if you really want to watch... A, a good Bruce Lee movie. I'm going to recommend picking just about any of the other ones, except this other thing, because I'm not entirely sure how, if Bruce died in game of death one, how the hell is there a game of death two starring Bruce Lee? <laughs> but there is. And honestly, I I'll admit I didn't finish this. I tried watching it and it, it doesn't work you. because there's, a lot of leftover Bruce Lee footage um, and a lot of stock footage. And this, it wasn't good. It, it, it was bad. It was, this was really, really bad. Not cats level bad, <laughs> but it wasn't good. Uh, I'm going to try to short form this. You take all the stock footage and you take over the leftover footage and you put it together and you come up with something that obviously is, a money grab for the studio. That's all it is. It very quickly descended into a 
Well, actually, it didn't descend. It started at a C-grade level martial arts film that was poorly dubbed, and then it got worse. <laughs> so uh, I'm sure there was a plot to this. At some point halfway through, Bruce Lee's character, Billy Lowe, died, and he was replaced with his brother, Bobby Lowe. What? Which I'm, I'm pretty sure was a sound effect in a video. Bobby Blow. Bobby Blow. Anyway. Um yeah, if you want to watch a film that's so horrible that you might laugh at it at its horribleness, go right ahead. But if you want to watch a serious martial arts film, uh, yeah, this is not it. <laughs> um, actually, one of the things that got me on it last night when I was watching this was the bad guy of this film. And he might not even be the bad guy. I, I couldn't watch much after this. He ha- he lives in the Tower of Death because that's that's what guy people call their houses, the Tower of Death. It's not going to say, "Ooh, bad guy lives here." <laughs> no, no, Tower of Death, uh, where he has it's surrounded by two types of animals. One is lions. Lions are scary. I get that. He also has this little house let me on guess, a hill. Let me guess. Pigeons. No, no, no. Better <laughs> than that. That is where I keep my peacocks. They are <laughs> trained to obey my every command, and he whistles, and hundreds of peacocks fly out of this little house. And if you look carefully, you can see some guy in the background going, Give me another one, throws it out. Give me another one, and throws it out. No, no, they're trained to his every command, and they fly down. The- I didn't think peacocks could fly, but apparently whatever man and they all float down the hill and bobby low at this point is looking at him going they're peacocks are they supposed to attack me now what (laughs) wow this was not a good film um that's anyway game of death one is on amazon prime if you're very (laughs) interested game of death two i can't find anyone that's streaming it right now i'm sure it's on youtube nor should you yeah, I was going to say that the, the the correct thing to do would be to go to YouTube and look for the Bruce Lee scenes in Game of Death, and yeah. that way you're going to be more entertained because at least when Bruce Lee's actually in it, the the fight scenes are interesting. And Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was was a, one of one of uh, Bruce Lee's many students, which is why he was in the film. And just the <clears throat> the height, I, lo- I yeah. did love the height difference between the exactly. two because Bruce gets in the room. And Kareem stands up and Bruce goes, holy crap, you're tall. Yeah, because Bruce is, what, 5'7", I think, maybe 5'8". And Kareem, of course, is a little I don't taller. I not that tall. I mean, I was thinking so, Bruce was 5'6". And their, and their fight scene is is actually pretty cool. Yeah. Because Jabbar has some – he's not Bruce Lee-level skills, but it's pretty interesting. And, of course, he has a little bit of reach, so just him throwing the leg kicks is just – Super fun. It was like would have been fun to see Kareem in uh, in MMA if they'd had MMA back then. Nope, nope. He is Bruce is five foot eight. Five eight. Okay. And Kareem was seven foot what? Seven four, I think. Something like that. A little, a little tall. Um. So yeah, that aspect of it, when Bruce is actually on screen, very very cool. But yeah, if you want to see a good martial arts film on screen. Yeah, watch, watch the big boss. Watch Fist of Fury. 
please watch The Way of the Dragon. Or you may see, see it called Return of the Dragon because it was actually released in the U.S. after Enter the Dragon, even though it was filmed first. So you may find it as Return of the Dragon. Enter the Return of the Dragon. Yeah, exactly. Which is not if Return it's of the Dragon. Fat Dragon and, and Bruce Lee go for it. Don't watch the Fat Dragon, though. Actually, I don't know. That might be fun, but that's a flick that's out, too. Uh, surprisingly, I don't believe it stars Samuel Hung because uh, that would make sense. But yeah, Game of Death, <clears throat> you want to stay away from. Game of Death 2, you totally want to stay away from. So that definitely lives up to our tagline. If, if you're lacking in sobriety, <laughs> go yeah. for it. You might get a kick yeah. out of it. That's watch, a pun. Watch Thank almost you. anything. Uh, watch almost anything with Donnie Yen. See, there you go. If you want to see a good martial <clears throat> arts flick or the older Bruce Lee flicks, for sure. Wait for the uh, the Shang Chi movie coming back or c- coming to uh, there you the go. Marvel Cinematic Universe later this year. I think it's in June. I think is I it? Be- let's find out. Let's double check. Let's see if you lied. Yeah, let's look that up real quick. Let's that down is we're at Rob. the end of the show anyway. We can look things up. Rob lied again. I did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it says 2021, but I don't have a specific date yet. Nope, nope, there it is, July 9th. Woo, you did lie. <clears throat> Considering I wasn't even sure if it was coming out this year. It's like much better than I would have done, so. Hey, see, I win. Woo! And if you want to keep winning, as don't, you should. Don't watch Game of Death 2. Don't watch Game of Death. However, something you should do, keep wearing a mask, because COVID is still out there. So... My recommendation, as it is pretty much every week, stay home and watch a movie. Captain, we're losing power in the warp engines. I think we should be leaving now. I'm going to go home and sleep with my wife. Uh, and on that unusually harmonious bombshell, it is time to end. I am very disappointed. Man, we have a weird job. It's shameful, but uh, eh, it's a living. And like that, he's gone. Holy crimson skies 